You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I am Jim. I'm one of your hosts. This is episode 367. I'm going to be joined by our other host, Jason, in just a bit, where we have a bunch of books to go through and what is hopefully people enjoying the expanded coverage of more and more books. But before we do that, let me tell you to go over to, or at least ask you to go over to Twitter and follow us at WS Marvel Comics. If you follow us, we'll follow you back 100%. That is a follow-back policy. Also, go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. Check out reviews over there and then go over and try out our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can support us for everything we do on this feed, this podcast that you're listening to now, our Star Wars comic podcast. But you also, when you go over, you get a ton of shows, way, way more shows on the Patreon than we even do on any of the feeds that we have that include. Marvel Comics, obviously, that would be of interest to anybody listening to this, but also DC Comics, manga, cartoon reviews, movie reviews, TV stuff, and all sorts of stuff in between. This week, for our big thing that I always do push, our Patreon-only spotlight, it is two books picked by the badasses that get fresh crew, and that is exclusive to the Patreon. They ended up picking the thing number three, a wacky book. That me and Jason had fun talking about, but also the big book of the week in my mind, Daredevil Woman Without Fear. So if you're wondering where those books are and want to hear us talk about those in an episode that's about an hour long, you can go over and that is already up on the Patreon as I am recording and as you are listening, it's already there. Some of the other things that we do that are Marvel-centric, I myself do a weekly podcast where i go through it's a reading club type of deal where i'm going through the ultimate marvel universe and i'm going one issue at a time each week following a reading order i think that that's really fun something that i hadn't read before so it's really something that i'm enjoying even just going through myself another thing me and my man matt razor who does the star wars thing with me me and him have a comic book crisis power hour podcast we call it where we're going through big events And we started off with the Marvel Secret Wars, original Secret Wars, and then we flip-flop each week. We go back and forth between that and the DC Crisis on Infinite Earths. Those are just a couple things that we do. There is usually one or two shows each and every day that should be of interest to most people who are comic book fans. But with all that said, I mentioned the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, uh-uh, and they are the ones there, the top levels of the Patreon. They get to pick all the things we do, including that spotlight. So if you're shaking your fist and saying, I wanted to hear the thing and the Daredevil Woman Without Fear on the regular feed, you can then blame the badasses. It's all their fault, not mine. But this is one of the caveats of that. Here's the roll call. You get to hear who and what. These guys and gals are here, and we're going to start off with Ronnie G Comics and Pop Reviews, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, 
Michael S., Forrest Polly, Cam, Joseph Wojcik, Matt Razor, Demon 3000, Lady Abby, and Lord Andy, Matches Malone, Niels Teward, David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Jason C., who you're going to hear with me later, Michael G., which as an aside, me and Michael G. do a movie review podcast, and we're going to actually do this week. Shang-Chi, so that's another thing that would be a Marvel-centric deal. Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf, Marv, oh my goodness, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, uh, my man also Rob Lewis, not Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20. Just get that straight. B. Muir, Brandy, Murray, and Double A. Ron. Boom, boom, boom. And a shout out to the all-time great Reggie, R.I.P. But all the people that I just listed are badasses on the Patreon, and they get to pick things like the spotlight. So if you want to get involved in any sort of levels, go over and check it out at patreon.com slash weird science. And I think that you We'll find something that you like there. But I don't want to take too much time here. At the beginning, we have a lot of comic talk coming up, a really long podcast. So we're going to get to that right about now where I'll be joined by my man Jason. And we're going to start off with Amazing Spider-Man. All right. And I'm here with my man Jason. What up, Jason? Hello, Jim. How are you today? Oh, also, got to ask. How is your chair today? Oh, my chair is fine. I'm back on my older chair. That is kind of, okay. I mean, it is teeter. It's teetering, but Uh-oh. it's at least got four. It's got four legs. So we're good. I ended up getting just a regular standard kitchen table chair. I brought it down. It's a little bit of a high riser. I don't like it because then I can't see the comics over the mic. So I end up, I'm back at my old, old chair. The other one I'm looking right now. Got, I got to sit in a phone book. After we were done. Yeah, after we were done, I threw it behind me, and it's now in a heap with a bunch of things. <laughs> this this basement's a wreck. I have so many problems down here, and I don't need a chair and fall off. It hurt, too. I actually ended up later than like my, my hip. I, I was like, I'm such an old man. <laughs> my hip hurts. And I told oh. Eric, Eric wanted me to displace in the I've fallen, and I can't get up. Sound effect, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I have some dignity left. But we'll see if we have it after this. Your life alert. Yeah, my life alert. I'm pressing it. Nobody. It ends up going to my wife. She's like, oh, turn that off. She blocks it, my life alert. It, it's just the garage door going yeah, up and really, down. Yeah, really. It's up, up and, and down. down. People are like, what is she doing in there? <laughs> right? And then my wife, I see them. They're off to the Bahamas or something. I ended up saying as a joke as I was growing up that my mom and my dad was not a healthy man. So I ended up saying, Mom, you're not even going to be at the funeral. They'll end up, the plane will be going over the funeral as you head off to England because that's where she was born. And she kept saying, no, no, no. Swear to God, that's what happened. It it almost happened to a T. I'm like, did I set this (laughs) up or something? My mom's awful. Uh, But with that, speaking of awful, yeah, we we have one of these weeks. We have one of these weeks where if you're listening and hoping that we're going to psych you up, and go, and, and that's the thing. And I probably did talk about it beforehand. The idea that we're here to rate and review, honestly, uh, comics. We're not here. I'm not Bill Belichick at halftime riling up the squad here. I'm not here, you know, and neither are you. We're here to say what we do. Here's the comic in front of me. I'll tell you what we think. Yeah. And when we go into that, it does then depress me a bit thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll like the next one. Maybe I'll like the next one, but. There's some down comics this week for different reasons. We already talked about the thing 
on our Patreon spotlight. That is just <laughs> wacky. I wow. mean, seriously, I think that you need to be on drugs. That's that's rated R for all sorts of reasons. The, the drugs, the sex, the rock and roll. Uh, all, all of it. it. And I don't understand that book. I don't even know who would, would understand it. I saw one user review for that, and I even mentioned it on the spotlight. And I'll say it again here. A lot of people came in hard, hard and heavy on that number one. And ended up loving it and then bailed when it got wacky because they don't want to be negative. That's nonsense. And I think that you see that a lot with a lot of the books that we're going to do. Yeah. The, the number of reviews for the thing, number one had 14 reviews. Yeah. Number two had seven reviews. Okay, we're going. Number three, two reviews. Two. One of them. And I'm not even pushing the idea that it was our site and it's Gabe. But still, you have to keep going. You have to. And whether or not. The idea that it's probably because the sites that are doing those are getting no traffic. Nobody cares about the book, I guess. But you still have to see it through. At least go three issues so you can warn people right. about and, it. So, especially if you if you said it's great, you should read the next one. If I mean, if you say this book stinks and I'm done with it, fine, fair I enough. I looked at the guy. The number one issue gave a 10 out of 10. Never came back for the second issue. I mean, what is that? I mean, if it's that great, one of the best ever, it would be 10 out of 10. It's perfect. Why aren't you coming back for two and three? I don't know. But there was a user review. And I think there was only one. And the guy's like, this book makes no damn sense whatsoever, but it's the thing. And I like the thing. And I think gave nope, it like an eight or enough. a ten. It's just like, that's what you get. And the guy says, plot? Why would you want plot? I just want clobber and time. <laughs> like, whatever. And, uh, the art, art looks good. You want to see thing punching people? Yeah. Here's a book for yeah, you. Yeah, it's wacky. Now, we'll get into this week's books here. Again, just a shout out. We also did the Electra book, The Daredevil Woman Without Fear, on the Patreon as well, which I probably already mentioned uh, as well, too. Uh, but with this, we have a bunch of books here. And we're going to start with, as we do, The Amazing Spider-Man. And the thing about this book, Cody Ziegler actually won me a bit over last issue. You ended up convincing me that Cody Ziegler, wait, you know, calm down, he's Jim. Learning, learning on the job. Yeah, he's getting there. Well, people, people can grow. Yeah, I think that he just did the two steps back here because you end up uh. in an issue where I like some stuff by the end. By the end, Ben Riley's stuff, finding out that he was picked because he's mo- emotionally hit and whatever. I like the two-sentence synopsis of what was accomplished. I like, oh, that sounds good. But how we got there and the the pages we had to fill up to get from A to B were, and, were and rough. And with that, I even said before we started, too, I had the one guy, Jay from Canada, he's listening, shout out. The idea that he would get hey, mad Jay. at me. <laughs> he would get mad at me if I didn't like a certain issue, a Spider-Man issue, and I'd always point out, well, all these specific Spider-Man sites and podcasts, they loved it. Why didn't you like it? And I said to him, I'm not that, you know, I'm not biased towards Spider-Man. I'm here for a comic, and whether or not they are as well, they may have other reasons, whatnot. But what Mm -hmm. I want is, especially from this amazing Spider-Man, from this beyond nonsense now, I want to be able to take it seriously. I want to have something that really should mean something while Peter is, you know, recovering in a coma, out of a coma, now recovering, where Ben Riley is here and this issue is a joke. This issue the makes tone me of it is all off. I mean, I we like we like jokes. I mean, some quips along the way, you know, yeah. Peter fighting a villain trying to keep things light and make some jokes. Fantastic, classic, give it to me. But no one in this book takes anything seriously. Nobody does. We have if you if you say what's happening, we have super villain Doc Ock 
breaking into the building, wants to see the boss. He's throwing people through walls. He's getting shot at. It sounds serious. Yeah. No one this the only people in this book who take it seriously are the nameless security goons at the end. Everybody else is like bored and oh, I can't believe this is happening. It's just too cool to be in the book. When Ben ended up fighting Doc Ock and losing, they even threw shade at Doc Ock then. How could you possibly lose to Doc Ock? The real Spider-Man ended up being able to take care of him easily. And I'm like, not always. And and still stop. This is Doc Ock. And so when you get into this, and I'll give you the credits and a little recap, but I need, again, to take things seriously. I don't need little jokes that don't Fit. Even in this billion-dollar movie that just hit, that Doc Ock is scary. Drive me nuts. The Amazing Spider-Man number 85, written by Cody Ziegler, pencils by Paco Medina. You have inks by, and I, I don't know how or why you get this many anchors. I, I think I think you're listed there, Jimmy. Yeah, Walden Wong, Jim Werner, Jason C., Wayne Foucher, you know, somebody's kitchen sink, Paco Medina, Andrew Hennessy, Victor Olazaba, and Roberto Poggi. How many inks? Do you, what did each of them run out of ink? What were, were they? Is there a run on ink and they had to call somebody else? Uh, colors by Espen Gruden June. It's so crazy, isn't it? Oh, Letters by VCs Joe Caramon. Ben Riley is a clone of the original Spider Man. It takes a village to make a pile of Does, crap. Yeah, who was the hospital after a grueling fight? Luckily for New York, Ben has taken over the mantle of Spider Man, backed by the Beyond Corporation, their head of superhero department, Maxine Danger. Ben has access to all things your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man could only dream of, a swanky apartment that he shares with his girlfriend, Janine Goodby, uh, an upgraded Spidey suit and a brilliant sport team led by Marcus Montpellier, that we just got that a little bit ago. Ben took a hell of a beating from Doc Ock after a supervillain attack at the Young facility in search of their deepest, darkest secrets, emboldened by what he found also on a access panel and everything. He got a drive auto, has set of sights at Beyond's headquarters in Maxine Danger. That's fine by Ben, who's gunning for round two. Now, here are some things that I wanted from this Beyond deal. Of, of okay. course, getting a Ben Riley, I needed to see why I would eventually, if you had. Now, we have a Ben Riley book starting up next week. You end up having a J.M.B. Mateus book coming up, but that is a tales from the past right right that's like x-men legends here's a classic story from from back then and so when this is all done this beyond stuff is done and maybe we'll get the new creative team all that stuff going when peter is going to be back and we know that will happen uh if ben at that point current ben he goes off to his own thing what I need to have this Beyond stuff convince me that I need to buy two Spider-Man books. If if I end up reading this, and again, as a guy who's on the outside, Spider-Man is not my favorite book, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I need to be convinced that I like Ben Riley enough that I'm yeah, going to so, put the things. Yeah, sell me Ben Riley. Tell me, tell me why I should care about him specifically. I'm not getting that from this. I'm not getting the idea that Ben is that much different here. Only because he's trying so hard to be. But is he even? I say this, but what are we really getting from Ben Riley in this book? And what are we getting from any of this beyond stuff with the idea that Maxine Danger in the background is being villainous? What's going on? But everybody seems to be duped. We also end up having, you know, Misty and Colleen where they're on not on the up and up. There's too many things, but nothing really happens. For me to say, oh my god, this Ben Riley is awesome. I need to follow mm-hmm. him because if he goes off and isn't involved with this, 
he even gets the stuff that kind of is cool taken away, the tech and stuff like that. So why do I care about Ben Riley at this moment? If you try to think like over the first, this is like the 11th issue of Beyond, like what are you going to remember? I think the, the only one that really sticks with me is the, the Peter issue where he kind of fights his spidey sense. That's the only one that really, oh yeah, that was the thing that happened. That was kind of neat. The rest is just, well, yeah, there's there's some stuff happening. Yeah, and then we, we see in this issue by the second half, or at least the ending, you end up having a bit of feels for Ben because he isn't there because they think he's best or better. He's there because he's easily manipulated and that he has psychological damage with that. But with all that, we haven't even really dealt with more of that that would be specific to Ben. We, we've had a couple mm-hmm. of these therapy sessions of, Oh my God, I let Uncle Ben down. Like, no, they, I need something since he's been here as the clone and why it's different. Why here you finally get a little bit of, I want to show that I'm worthy. I want to show, and that's okay, but we're way too far into this to get to that. And you start off with Doc Ock showing up, and I swear to God, Cody oh, we Ziggler. Get, we get the comedy show. Yeah, it is the comedy show. I think it just needs to fill pages. And that's what it seems. There's nothing it's meaningless going on. garbage. What's what's the meaningless garbage on the first page? Oh, okay. Well, it starts off right where we left off last issue, except he kind of misquotes himself. He says the same line differently. Uh, whatever. He's in the lobby. He gasses the guard. He takes the the ID card. Which I, I, you would think there'd be a button you could push that say, "Okay, shut down." Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that would happen, right? He gives a he gives a handkerchief to a scared lady, or takes a handkerchief. I don't know. The lady ends up going Louise, and he goes, "Oh, don't worry, it was just a light sedative that I put him out." She's not crying. I don't even think that she's got that much she of connection. Says, Looked like he hit his head pretty hard. Yeah. And I think that's a joke. I, I think so too. And he goes, No, no, I'm a doctor. Joke. Now with that, the hanky almost is like cry me a ripper, lady. Like, who is this lady? Who is Louise? All we see is this lady who ends up having like a, a little notebook and a security there's no connection. So you end up having that as the beginning where you have Doc Doc go off. Now with that, I think that what we have here, Cody Ziegler did a good job last issue. I get the idea, too, that me and you hated the two that he did before with the whole algae break. Nonsense. People seem to like it, though. But last issue, he comes in a little less jokey. He does some things. He reminds me of a guy who's like your friend. And the guy isn't that funny. Uh, so you kind of joke around and you laugh at his jokes. But then the guy thinks that he's funny and starts telling jokes nonstop and you want him to stop. And that's what it is. This guy is supposed to be a funny guy. He ends up with his, you know, we say this, and I said it last issue, his resume, a lot of funny TV shows, cartoons, stuff like that. I mean, really, is it that he's in the boardroom and like, hey, I think that they should do this. They're like, whatever, (laughs) he's just there and they don't use any of his material because this stuff sucks. He ends up going in the first room. This is Doc Ah. He is attacking or going to see Maxine Danger. But then suddenly wants to take a walking tour of the Beyond Corporation. The Beyond Corporation, who we think are these villainous people who are going to end up duping Ben Riley. They're so evil. The first room he walks into, there's a talking goldfish. This is the stuff Beyond is doing that we're supposed to think is this big it's stuff. It's a talking goldfish with like a Brooklyn accent? I guess it's supposed to sound like hey, Bugs Bunny. And get out of here. So this goldfish, I think I think the goldfish is half inside <laughs> this glass sphere. Below the it looks like he's got legs and a tail sticking out the bottom, and he's flossing with a piece like a like a green twist tie, maybe? <laughs> what is he what I is don't he, know. Is he 
And and, and well, maybe that's food. Maybe that's fish food. Doc Ock says, "Hey, what's going on here? Hey, you don't want to know, dry boy. What? What is going on? This is supposed to be this the big villain of this whole thing, the Beyond Corporation that's been a mystery of what they're doing." And the Beyond Corporation was with this evil, mysterious, yeah. what are they up to? What are they doing with our hero? I what, see what they're what doing. foul plans? Ridiculous. They've got a talking goldfish. A talking and then, goldfish. And, 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 and then he turns <laughs> and the next door goes to sandwich department number one of the, I don't know how many sandwich departments they have, but this is the sandwich department. And you'll never guess what's the next room. But the first, the first joke, talking goldfish, classic comedy. You know, put it in the Hall of Fame. Talk. <laughs> What's what could be funnier than talking goldfish? Turn the page. We have talking sandwiches. Talking sandwiches. So the goldfish, the goldfish called him Dry Boy, cause see, cause goldfish are wet. So the insult is that you're dry. Turn the page, and the sandwich says bunless one, because a sandwich is a bun. So then they'd call people bunless. Bunless. And, that's, and are that's we the joke. are we supposed to think that they talk because they're tongue sandwiches? See, see, there's the thing. <laughs> the Beyond Corporation is grabbing Ben Riley to be Spider-Man. The big thing is, oh my God, what are they really up to? Doc Ock has found a drive where he sees what they're up to, shows up, and walks into a room with a talking goldfish, and then talking sandwiches where he goes no guard no security no security the one, guy out, the one guy out front who's now bleeding out of his head because he, he he hit his head on the countertop yeah i mean i would actually think maybe a funny thing would be he walks into a room and there is an octopus dressed up as a doctor maybe and he's like what are they doing and it's like the real doc Ock, and that would be right. i mean the idea is i mean he's mad because they stole his technology so let's see some things that oh that must be doc Ock technology yeah, they stole. show us that instead maybe that's the you know the sandwich the footlong that he made and it's a sentient footlong sandwich and he goes egad and then pretty much says like those are the hot this guy has seen things he's done things and he's the horrors of that like you're making this a joke, and I don't need it to be a joke. There's a difference between having fun and being a joke. If there's a book that has jokes in it and a book that is a, a joke, joke. And and that's, and again, that's what he's doing. Are we laughing with it's it like, or at it? Because right. it's at it. It's, it feels like the writer is telling us and the characters are telling us that – they're too good for this book, that this book is just dumb and no one should take it seriously. This whole story's ridiculous because then he goes and he finds, again, the only other thing we got here is the hangover pills. He goes, what is he doing? He went to go see Maxine Danger, not to go through a, an inventory of things that weren't his tech. Like you said, if he goes in and says, oh, I want to see what they're doing with my tech, we actually see it, whatnot. With that, you end up having Misty Knight and Colleen Wig, where they end up saying, hey, Doc Ock, you jerk, put those hangover pills down. Now, Misty says, it says, whoa there, Doc, hope you got a prescription for those. Uh, gotta warn you, though, side effects might include us kicking your butt. All right, you're playing a little quippy, whatever. That's fine, yeah. Colleen says, Misty, you're better than that pun. It's, it's, it's not, not a pun. pun. I mean, Cody Ziegler was brought in for his comedic chops. He doesn't know what a pun is. No, he has no idea. And don't tell me then, because if you go the opposite way, you're now saying that Colleen is an idiot. So either or, column A, column B, they're both bad. That's not a pun. 
there may be a couple puns you can go, but with that, all you have to do is, Misty, you're better than, you know, quips. It's not a pun. And then you have Misty go, we just finished training and I'm tired, Colleen. Can you let me live? Ay, ay, ay. What's going on here? And then they fight as if Doc Ock is a joke. We got 20 pages to fill. We got to put something there. The only one who seems to think that this is any bit of a threat, and we've already seen that Doc Ock may have, you know, killed a guy inadvertently, gave a lady a handkerchief, discovered the secrets of the Senyad sandwiches. So Ben is on his way. He's using the new tech, the flying tech that we were introduced to last issue, and you end up where... He gets Marcus on the comms. You can't go that fast. You're going to crash. No, I got afterburners. You don't even really see that. And then says, open up the shutters. I'm coming in hot. He's there to prove because he was, he let them down before. You know, you get this idea. Ben is very desperate to prove his worthiness and say that he should be Spider-Man. And so he wants to take down Doc Ock. But in the meantime... I'd like to see that. Yeah, that's okay. In the meantime, Misty and Colleen basically throw shade at Doc Ock after he defeats them, puts them in a room and seals it. They're like, we lost to F and Doc Octopus. No, no, no. You you lost Dr. Octopus, Doc Ock. He oh, is a big right. villain. After they shoot some of their favorite bullets at him. Yeah, that's it. Him. Yeah, Colleen goes, uh, I'm shooting Another these joke. bullets. I love the things. These things don't grow on trees. Yeah, I think that Beyond is flying with those. So maybe they do. And it's just nonsense. They, they grow on sandwiches. That's what the sandwiches are for. They, they're bullet sandwiches. What happens if you go to eat the sandwich? It, it's just like, I, I start to think of weird things like Cody Ziegler. Like, what is he talking about? So, yeah, you end up where they get trapped. Oh, my God. Finally, some guards show up. <laughs> that actually, Then you get, again, everything infuriates me. Hey, Maxine, you got to get in the safe room, right? She should say here, safe, almost like, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin, when they, hey, do you think we should evacuate the Death Star? In our moment of glory? No way. Everybody in this book, no, they're all bored teenagers. They're bored teenagers who want to look cool and don't want to. Exactly. So, hey, you want to go in the safe room? Why? I refuse to waste. What are you wasting by shutting you, a door? Using up a safe room? Yeah, what, what are these? Like, <laughs> Sing, single use? Does he like, understand like what tissues? a safe room He doesn't know what a pun is. Does he know what a safe room is? You go in a room and lock a door. You know, be Jodie Foster for 10 minutes and just sit there. And she's like, no, instead she should say, but they're making Doc Ock a joke. So you get these guys guns ablazing outside of the door. Maxine's just standing there. Doc Ock it breaks the door. And I'm thinking, I think that the waste of the safe room would have been less than the, the amount of money that's going to cost to redo this door. I'm surprised he doesn't say, here's Aki. And you end up where they go in and he's going to threaten her. She's with this info. I found this info. Oh, well, you stole it from me. You're going to beg me for your life. All this stuff, but nothing happens. It's just blah, 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 blah. Ben comes flying in. And really, with that, I'm going to get angry a bit. Not too angry, but in the Kate Bishop book later, where you do have blah, 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 evil deal, blah, 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 take over the world. Might as well do this for both of them here. The idea that and and so this is the problem with this too is, and I talked to you before. What what is on that drive? Doc Ock comes. I don't know why he'd bring the drive with him because that that's a bad move anyway. Seems like maybe he downloaded or uploaded some stuff, but he has this drive. Ben mm-hmm. flies in, bashes the window in. You have to have Maxine. Oh, you ruined my window. Fight is on. And you end up having the weirdest progression of Spidey, Ben Riley, fighting Doc, where he gets thrown into a room that's dark, 
Spidey snaps his fingers and yeah, it lights and the lights up. turn on. What do they have the clapper here? Yeah, and then and they have guns there, which he says these are things that ended up where they they made these guns and these weapons to fight you specifically. But they were too big for, you know, field use. They're not that big. They're not that big. I mean, it's a big room and there's, there's not filling up the room. Is the idea that we've, they've only recently made them small enough? They used to be too big, I, but now we made <laughs> them small. They got particles in here and they made them slightly smaller. The, the problem I have with this is that Ben is very upset and through this where he, the play here, there's a couple of things that I thought you should have done, but the idea that he uses these things just to throw out this is a magnetic gun that's bigger than anything Magneto could do. Put him to shame. Don't it, tell him It doesn't him that. show this no, well in the art it doesn't. at all. So he, he shoots the zappy zappy, and you don't see the arms like twist around and get tangled up or get pulled back. Nothing like that. And then, then he says, I also have spinnerets. As you can see, they're like really cool. And you, you barely see, see them. It's, it's, you're zoomed in so close. Like, I guess these are coming from his costume. Yeah. It looks like they might shoot like a web deal, but I don't know. Now, with that, the whole ploy, the whole play here is that Ben doesn't think that he – he thinks that people don't think he's good enough. He ends up losing to Doc Ock. Why mm-hmm. then would that lead you to use tech that has been – to me, that is going against what you are actually doing here to try to prove I could be the real Spider-Man. I can defeat Doc Ock. And also should be the idea where it almost gets to that he almost kills him. Like he just beats the living crap out of him and has to be stopped somehow. But with that, he uses tech. He punches Doc a bit. Doc ends up trying to use the same exact attack where he gets, you know, his arms. He pops them off and then goes to go and, and you know, Ben's able to stop that just so it could lead them to. And even that, say it with me, ye and ha, and he jumps out of the building. What? Yeah, so at this point, so, ben, so Doc's arms are gone. Yeah. Right? So they blow up for some reason. He says you can't, that trick only works once. I don't think they blew up last time, so I don't know. It's not really the same trick. Yeah. But okay, so you're in the office. The, the arms are gone. You've got Doc Ock. You are Spider-Man. Yeah. So at this point, whip, whip, wrap them up. Right? Yeah, wrap them up. Is that what you're going to do? So why do you grab him and leave the building? And it's almost as if he, but it's not that Ben wants to talk to Ock. Ock has to talk to Ben. So let's make a reason to do this. If Ben wants to show off what a good Spider-Man he is, then he can be right here near his boss and go, I got you, Doc Ock. Here we go. I, I've, I've avenged myself. I've shown myself to have gotten better since last time. I did it. Here you go. Yeah. So instead, he gets to an area. Now, with that, remember... Which Cody Ziegler would, everything, you know, the, the revolution will be broadcast here. There is no time in this where Ben says he mm-hmm, takes mm-hmm. off the, you know, ocular or the audio of his suit. He ends up going down. You could have had this panel where he, he could press his forehead and then have Maxine go, where is he? He went dark. Something like that. Because they start to discuss things here. That probably beyond should be hearing because of the suit and all that, but they don't seem to know. If if he's still fighting Ock, he would want Beyond to see him fighting Ock. Yeah, so that he can prove his worth. This is all the idea of his psychological deal. Even in the middle of this fight, you ended up having the therapist come out. Hey, what's going on? Whoa! Hey, don't forget our you know therapy session later. It's it's all a joke. And she, nobody's taking anything seriously as the building is being destroyed, as you end up having Ben 
take Doc off. And Doc just goes, oh, my, you know you're being duped. You, you should know this. I have all the info here. All this stuff that I have to see Maxine to get my tech back all disappears for Doc to say, here you go. Doc Ock's goal, I guess, originally was just to kill Maxine, but then that didn't work. And now it's or was his goal to give Ben this information. Yeah, it doesn't seem. And and so he says, here you go. All And has to really spell out, listen, all of the devices, all of the safeguards are off. Nobody will know. Jan will never know that you and they should be watching this. They should know that he has this. They should know that he doesn't destroy it. They and should the know that he has a The hard drive has a holographic go. screen on it. So, okay, that's fine. It's comic books. What is it that is on there? Because remember, the idea that they get Ben Riley and you end up having Doc Ock say they didn't get you because you're the best. They got you because you're psychologically damaged and they can manipulate that to control you. That is, that's okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty good plot point. What I else like is that. on there? Because the idea that they keep mentioning, you're not as good as the old Spider-Man. Is there on there that, that Peter Parker, Spider-Man clone Ben Riley that now Doc Ock knows? But I don't think you're ever supposed to think anything more of just no. the idea just think, that, think too hard. I mean, and when you go with this, like, what has Doc Ock found out? It can't just be a driver. He's like, that's it. They're manipulating the spider. Like, where is the importance of it overall? All this is a device to get Ben Riley to see, oh, yeah, you're emotionally damaged. This whole deal, you know, you got damage. the emotional damage. And now you <laughs> are being, you know, led like a dog on a leash, which upsets Ben. So we're already, we're like three pages, four pages till the end. It finally gets good. Everything else is complete and utter garbage going to this. But the idea that Ben now knows that he is being manipulated and goes and asks, like, for a final deal, he goes back. Doc Ock just walks away. He lets him go. And then he goes to report in. Hey, Doc Ock left. His belt blew up. That was where that drive was. I'm sorry. Maxine says, well, it's better to be destroyed anyway, but you kind of did okay here. And then Ben says, why did you get me? Why am I your Spider-Man? Is it because, you know, I'm good, bad, whatever? And she's like, oh, it's, you know, we like you. You're good. Okay, thanks for telling the truth. I'm a straight shooter. We know that, mm. obviously, it's a lie, and we knew it all along. And he goes off and sulks off and doesn't even tell Janine. He even lies to her. And in a weird deal where, hey, take this mask here and wash it. It got, hey, you got pretty dirty from punching. Don't just, just lose the mask, that. Though. I'm like, none, none of the rest of it. Is, is he saying don't lose that as a way of like, oh, uh, you, you think like a child. Hmm. You're, or is it don't lose my mask because it's just real the, important. They make me pay for it. Also, the idea, it. I don't think the you just, I don't think you just put this in the, the washing machine the way this goes. I mean, it's really <laughs> odd. Like, hey, clean my, it's weird. Clean my mask. Okay. I'll do that. I think that's probably Marcus's job, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I would think that it's every time it'd be like, you know, a professional sports team. You get done, you take that thing, you put it, somebody collects it, goes and doesn't, you come back with it. Don't lose that. And then she walks off like pensively, like, what am I, the maid? <laughs> I don't know what she's thinking. He says, I'm going to take the world's longest shower. How is he going to explain this to Chidi? She goes and like, did you just slip and fall and, and hit the mirror in the exact way that we saw with the spider stuff it's, in your vision? It's like the end of Twin Peaks. He punches the mirror. He punches the mirror and he's like, I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to be a brand new man. I'm like, I just thank God that we're going to have a brand new writer next week because we have Zeb Wells coming back who did the, take it seriously and did the best issues way back at the beginning. 
Right? Yeah, we like Zeb Wells. It's funny, this this book, when we talk to people about it, you get this deal like, oh, I dropped that when Kelly Thompson came on. I dropped it. There's like so many dropping off points. And at this point, I just end up, you're not taking it seriously. Why should I stop it? You know, get the hell off this book. Let's get Zeb Wells and try to, you know, get me going a little. You did your job by the end. I think that that was all it was. Hey, Cody, you have to do an issue where at the end Ben finds out specifically that they are using him. Just do what you want up until then. And boy, he did. And it was nonsense. It makes the Beyond Corporation a joke. It makes Doc Ock a joke. It makes Calling him Misty a joke. Ben at least comes out yeah. at the end, you know, kind of pissed off. But I mean, what is he going to do now? Stop the sandwich department? So much nonsense. Stop it. They, you know, treat this seriously. And that infuriated me. The art's pretty good overall, though, uh, even with 900 inkers. Those places where it didn't really match up with what they were talking about. I mean, if you do, I mean, just to look at the art, looks the fine. art itself is good. It, it did have problems places with storytelling. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah, tell the story. You're right. So I have to even go back on that a bit. I mean, I was trying to find some positive, but overall... <laughs> The people reviewing this seem to love it. I, I end up, I got to do a written review because I am at a four point five. I, I can't take this. Yeah, you know. I, I'm at a four. Yeah, it, it's just. I I think that they're just the weekly experiment, very weekly. Some might say yeah, is just they, they don't have enough story. They don't have enough talent. They don't have enough personnel to actually tell a good story every week. Yeah. If you if you take the story that's happened so far and turn it into a, a monthly book. That would yeah. be a good book. And I think, and I'll, I'll say, I, I don't know if it's a talent. <laughs> I like that you said that, though, because it's pretty mean and it made me giggle. Uh, I, I meant like numbers. But okay. <laughs> I, I yeah. think that it's the story. You have six issues of story and you're stretching that to 18. I mean, you obviously yeah. can see there's not much going on here overall. And it's almost like everybody in this book is standing around waiting for Peter to be good enough. To be Spider-Man again, and then we could just get back to things. But mm-hmm. this, it, it, it's ending up making me have a sour taste in my mouth with Ben, and it's not Ben's fault. And and it makes me upset because I'm not thinking that after this is all done, that I would end up buying two Spidey books. I just, it's just nonsense. And I, I'm telling you, Cody Ziegler's now on my list, my list of people maybe to not really get that excited about writing a comic because it, this is a joke. So. Uh, that's all I, I can say. It's a joke so many times that it's just getting me mm-hmm. angry. But well, I mean, the previews show there's. Uh, I didn't know this was coming. A uh, uh, Mary Jane and Black yeah, Cat. Yeah, yeah, that's coming up too. Which yeah. Jed McKay and the, the same artist who was on the Infinity Scores. So we liked that book a lot. Yeah, we so did. Maybe there's some hope there for maybe. a cool story. And we'll see Mary Jane's all decked out, her and Black Cat yeah, going off. Uh, so up to they see. look all right. I don't know. That, that looks like that book could be one of those don't read on the bus type yeah, issues. Yeah, it might be. I mean, really. Here's the next book that we go to is don't read ever. <laughs> really. I, 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 and <laughs> oh, we're, no. we're doing this where we, I told oh, you, I said yeah. Devil's Reign is big. And so let's try out. We didn't do the Doctor Strange tie-ins as much because that seemed like, the death of Doctor Strange was a big well, enough story for us to just it, like. It turned out to be it, the the tie-ins to that turned out to be just kind of side stories, not really anything. We're giving this a chance, and the first one, this Devil's Reign Superior Four, is kind of my you know little guidebook of if we should pay attention to these as well, because I think Devil's Reign is a bigger thing. Not not in the universe. I mean, the death of Doctor Strange should be huge, but it's not. In in Devil's Reign, guess it was number two. We saw that cool scene yeah. 
where Doc Octopus has control of Reed Richards' lab. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. He has control of this gate that goes to the whole universe. Check. Well, that's pretty scary. I want to see what happens. Oh, and then we see he pulls through this gate these three creepy octopus variants, right? We saw yep. an octopus Hulk. Wow, that's that's terrifying. Yes. We saw an octopus Ghost Rider. That's, that's pretty awesome. And then we see an octopus wolverine with adamantium claws coming out of his back. Like, wow. Exactly. The wolf man. Not, not the wolf man. It was the wolverine, not the wolf man. Uh, but yeah, you end up where I thought this was going <laughs> to thought it was going to be fun. Zach Thompson comes in He's and set boy. Up. I mean, it's, it's set up to be an awesome book. I mean, seriously, it, it, in my mind, you're going down. You have a two-on-one. You end up passing it over to Zach Thompson. Empty net. I, I'm telling you. And he misses. I mean, this could seal the game Whiff. here. Whiff and done. And so you end up where I, I just, this they, took me They should have so given this long. book to Cody Ziegler. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you would have had a better flip-flop piece, maybe. Maybe it would have worked. But Zach Thompson, the last two things that we've done, that KSR <laughs> mini that you tried to convince me was better than it was, you failed. I just want to tell I, you, I, you failed. I gave my best shot. <laughs> you did, but you failed. And he did too. And then you get this, and you ended up warning me ahead of time. And I'm like, okay, now it's my turn to try. And then I read it. I'm like, I checked the page count at page six. That was where I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? This issue took me forever. Here we go. We'll get through this quick, hopefully. Devil's Reign Superior 4, number one, written by Zach Thompson, art by David Tinto, colors by Matt Miller, and letters by VC's Ariana Mayer. No outlaw has evaded justice more than Wilson Fisk, formerly the kingpin of the vast criminal empire that torched or touched every corner of the New York City and beyond. Now the duly elected mayor of New York, Fisk has failed to wash his hands of his old life and the bloodshed it bore. After marrying Typhoid Mary and retreating upstate New York for their honeymoon, Fisk has discovered a secret that has made his blood boil and set his ire upon the city and every custom vigilante in it. I didn't really have to read that for all this. I actually thought because of how crazy this book was, we'd get some sort of inkling, but none of that matters. Now, with half of the Fantastic Four in prison, the other half on the run, Fisk has given over their headquarters to Otto Octavius, the genius supervillain Dr. Octopus. Oct then employed a multiversal conduit to summon versions of himself when other universes forming an unstoppable cadre of autos, a.k.a. the Sphere of Four. Now, I do want to mention that we did see Ock. He ended up saying to Fisk, listen, I ain't going with your nonsense purple man, you know, deal. I am able right. to fight that off. When and when is Fisk going to say, almost like in that Spider-Man and the Beyond Corporation of, yeah, we got to get back to that Baxter building and shut things down. We got to make sure that Ock does not have yeah. access to this. He still does, though. And we can go I'm, with I'm, it. I'm okay with, with Fisk being busy with other things, and he's like, "Otto, do whatever you want over there. I'm not going to worry about that. You gave you gave me the tech I needed, and that was our deal." It go ends up thing. being a weird thing to just let lie that it could be, you know, bite him in the ass, which it probably will. But you end up where I mean, I can see that because Fisk is not a science guy. So he probably doesn't see the the Reed Richard stuff as as much a threat. But as remember the, the Doc weird thing it. though is it seemed like he was sending Ock to the Baxter Building to uh, pull somebody out of the multiverse with the Forever Gate deal, and that seems like weird. I but we I see. thought that at first. I, I think it was just the deal. What he wanted from Ock was to build the machine to put the Purple Man in. And the payment was you get Reed's land. Yeah, we're going to go with it. We end up seeing that all these, you know, Doc Ox of the multiverse, they're always abused by their dad. You get these specific things for the Hulk, right. 
the Ghost Rider and the Wolverine one. Everybody's upset. Now, with that, this whole thing, supposedly, from things that I read outside of this issue, is that this is Doc Ock, who can't remember everything about when he was Superior Spider-Man, and with that, he Mm -hmm. does not feel superior. This is what interviews I saw and things where Zach Thompson was even explaining this. There's hints about that, but it contradicts itself. We don't know what he's trying to do. It changes over it and over again. It does change. And at, at a point, he ends up with the, you know, his superior for, hey, we're going to go. We're going to get all these variants. So when we when last we saw these four variants, they were, they were badasses coming through the gate. Yeah. And now they're just kind of hanging out. And we don't, they all kind of sound the same. They don't have distinct voices. They don't have distinct motivations. What are they trying to do? Auto stuff, but it doesn't play out well. It really doesn't. You get a lot of the things where because Auto Banner, the Hulk, because he's a scientist, he's just the guy who goes, Is the math right? Yeah, it is. All right. Wolverine's all upset. Ends up, Wolverine I guess, has to swear. He, he throws the fantastic car out of the window at, at the beginning and ends up saying, I always yeah. wanted to do that. I, I'm saying he's going to kill people down below first off. And the idea that he just, it's so weird. Like, what is going on here? You know, and then Ghost Rider, I'm here for vengeance. And the whole deal is we're going to go through and you get wonky bits of, hey, if we pull different variants of us from the multiverse, that might be a paradox. Listen, buddy. You're one of them. He already did this. Yes. Right? And I'm like, so, what? So we, here we get, we get Ox first. Here's my plan. We're going to make contact with every Otto Octavius. We're going to create a council of Ox, which now first, they're not all Ox, right? They're all Ottos, apparently. Otto this, Otto that, Otto the other. They're not Ox. And also, if, if you look down below, we see Ox putting something in his pocket. Yep. It's circled. Right? We got a circle around it. Look at this. This is important. What is it? I don't know. I don't know. And so maybe. Does it ever come back? Well, I have to see. Because I don't think it does. Now, with that, the big play here at the beginning, let's get a, a, you know, Council of Ox. He ends up saying that. You end up having some of the other. Hey, that's a Reed Richards thing. No, it's going to be our thing. We're better. We're superior, superior, superior. And he plays off the idea that he is a constant in the multiverse. Every Earth has an Ox. Just like they have a Reed, just like they have an Iron Man. And then they go to this one Earth and there's no Ock and he flips out. Oh my God. But, but again, could this be that there was an Ock and he died as a baby? I mean, th- this is so ridiculous that he goes in yeah. just so that they get attacked by that world's Iron Man. And then you have just nonsense dialogue with Ghost yeah, Rider. This, this Iron Man is the Iron Scarab. So I was trying to see is it a combination? It, it's like Iron Man and. Blue Beetle from <laughs> yeah, is this an amalgam? I don't know. And you end up then the the spirits in hell don't like you and your corporate ways, and you end up having this Ghost Rider flip out and go, "Who cares? Who cares about this? Who cares?" Yeah. So they 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 murder this guy. Yeah, they murder, and they go back. So Doc Ock is pissed. I'm not a constant. Oh for one. Oh no. Oh for one. So now. Let's not get a council, but we still will, but it'll be an army, and then let's do that, but we might not but be bef- able to. Before like, that, we, we get – so Doc Ock's arms had stopped working because uh, every book, Doc arms are, have to stop working. It's a rule. And we saw – all we saw in that universe was these get kind of magic magic circles around them. We don't know. Does this Iron Man use magic? I, I don't know. Is there ma- where's the magic coming from? And we, we hear back in our world that, oh, Hulk Otto says – 
uh, uh, the, the failure wasn't mechanical. Science doesn't explain this. And uh, Ghost Rider says they were lined with sigils. This was magic. And then Doc Ock says, Doc Ock of the Marvel Universe is talking to Ghost Rider says, impossible. I don't believe in magic. Earlier, he mentioned Doctor Strange as being a fixed point in the universe, but he doesn't believe no, in magic. No, he doesn't believe in magic, and then the He whole... says to the man whose skull is on fire. Yeah, and, yeah really. And the okay. whole idea of this is that when he made the deal with Mephisto, in my mind, is that, that Mephisto, and again, this is all to do with him not having all of his memories as the superior Spider-Man, wondering what was taken from him. He mentions it a couple of times. But the idea that Mephisto ended up putting these sigils in, again, I think it's just a, ooh, that monkey paw, it'll get you every time. Does that explain the other deal? It doesn't. You it's, think Mephisto puts sigils That's on what I Doc think Ock's they're saying arms? because they end up saying it's sigils. And with that says, that's what you do when you, you make a deal with the devil. So huh. I guess it's like a fail safe, but or is it supposed to be from the cliffhanger, which would make no sense. But you end up then with Doc Ock now going, okay, now we're going to do that. But this seems to be like what he always wanted to do. He's going to go and find the actual multiverse version of the superior Spider-Man. And they don't play it up enough. Is that what is going on? Because you have a Doc Ock, Peter Parker. That's the superior Spider-Man of the multiverse where he says that's the only thing that's superior beyond us. We have to go and kill mm-hmm. him. So they go and do that. But then out of nowhere, he pulls out a mind-bending sucker, you know, spider deal, so that he can get his memories. This is what supposedly right. this I is. Think, I think he got that sucker from the Iron Scarab back in the previous universe. I don't know why. And it's and this is not a an Ock who who did the mind meld thing with Peter Parker. This is an Ock who became a spider character all on his own. Oh yeah, yeah. But supposedly what he's doing is he wants to go and find all the versions of him to get their memories so that he has some sort of complete memories. This is what it is supposed to be, where he does this, but it makes no sense. It's the memories of a person with a whole different life. I guess he just is the idea. I think that what you're playing here, and the way that I even read these interviews and some things with it, it's not just getting the memories of his exact thing. It's getting all the memories so that he is the superior one of the multiverse. It is so convoluted. This story to get to what you're These doing. These other guys who are just kind of following along behind him, those are also autos. Yeah, I think that what they're going to. motivation? Well, again, I think that they're going to die at the end. And even this Spider Man. So why says, are they playing along? I don't know. They don't. They don't get this Spider Man's memories. Only Otto, our Otto, gets those. So why are they involved? You end up having this Peter Parker, Otto, you know, Otto Parker, whatever you. He even says, "You guys." You're going to get do, and then also throws out the idea that this auto who's doing these bad things right now, he could have been the greatest. He would have been the chosen one, but he's going bad. I think that at the end, you end up finding out again, like a superior Spider-Man. I mean, afterwards, when he went and did his own book where he was in San Francisco, I believe, where Ock wanted to be good. I think that that's what this leads to, but it's what, what the hell is going on? It's so. That was, that was such a good book, that old Spider-Man I loved Spider-Man it book. so much, that Christos Gage deal. I loved it. And so with this, then he ends up getting the superior memories, man, whatever, of the mind of this, this world. Also, I love the idea when they show up in this and there's a lot of vegetation. You end up having a real vegetated New York City, Frond City. And you end up, Wolverine, smells like a forest. 
Really? Like, what? <laughs> Thanks, Wolverine. I'm glad you're you here. All, all these trees? Yeah, I'm glad you're oh, here. Where well, you're underneath a tree. It smells like a forest. All right. You, you, you're really superior. Uh, but yeah, at the end, then you see. It's like all these things thrown at you without any explanation or any sort of, you know, gravitas, I guess. They don't exactly. tie together. There's no There's no, no connective tissue. Yeah, no there's characters nothing. characters reacting to each other in an organic way. Nothing nope. like that. So then you see in Atlantis on Earth 7214, we end up seeing the Supreme Octopus, which is the Sorcerer Supreme version of Doc Ock, you know, Doctor Strange. And he's there. And he's like, I'm going to end uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, you might end it. I, I don't think I'm going to be around. I, I will it. never find out. No. Somebody tell me what happens because I thought that this was ridiculous. I'm, I'm pretty and sure this is not going to tie back into the devil's no, reign that, event. No, that's my biggest anything. thing. At the end, you're so confused in a convoluted story that you lose track of the idea. It's even tie. It's supposed to be a tie-in. No, it's, it takes place in a completely different completely universe. Completely different completely deal, different only everything. with that little setup. Hey, you can't control me. Back to the Baxter building. I'm going to get... That's all it is. That was now... Now I can get mad at that bit where you have Chip Starsky setting up this yeah. garbage. I mean, really, you, this, you set this This wasn't up. even bad in a fun way. No, it was infuriating. You know, like thing back on the uh, the Patreons, that was, that was kind of fun, crazy... Nonsense! What you know? I what garbage will happen next? Spider-Man. Is, oh. The Spider-Man was oh, kind of funny yeah. enough to make fun of and laugh. What do you think? And we could say, oh, there's a one interesting plot point that happens in that Spider-Man yeah. book. <laughs> Crap along the way, but there's no. This is just it's this a is slug. Useless. This is yeah. This is the most useless book I've read. Uh, yeah, I think. and uh, it is to me. And I ended up. I told you. I sent you a message. I said, "Why am I getting angry reading this?" I mean, it was getting me so angry. That's not what comics are supposed to do. And the art's fine, I guess, but nothing. The, the backgrounds are kind of implied mostly. The faces are a little wonky. This was an artist who has done uh, Marvel action Spider-Man in the past. So kind of the, I don't know, I don't want to call it the minor league kind of book, but, you know, not the mainstream books. And it's it's fine, but nothing. You're not going to buy this book for the art like you might do with a thing. What are you buying? The shame is it says Devil's Reign on it. If people are into it, they're going to grab these and it's just not good. Maybe it could be fixed in the next couple issues but we're not gonna find out i mean i'm done i thought it was ridiculous this is a one what would you give it three yeah i think i'm I'm gonna be mr positive 3.5 again by the end the big thing is yeah it didn't matter at all but we'll move on to the next book which actually okay, ends... give me something good, Jim. We 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 need to pull up out of this I'm negativity spin spiral. I'm not going to get angry at this book. It just kind of shocked me that this was the ending and the way it played out. It's Darkhawk. It's one of those things. All right, Darkhawk. We love Darkhawk. Yes, I don't know how many people are reading this, but me and you have really enjoyed it. We thought it's been really good. I love Kyle Higgins, one of my favorite writers. So I'm I'm there. Okay, how is this going to tie up? I've seen other other uh, places talk about like the best new Marvel characters of 2021. I would go with Connor. Yeah, I, I, Connor I like is my him. favorite new Marvel character of 2021. The weird thing at the end of this, you end up and you want to have some sort of closure in a five issue mini. You want to be able to say, okay, and and I read that. That was cool. I'm done. This pretty much feels like it was an ongoing at one point, and they told him, no, 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 we're going to stop at five. Or they just said, yeah. at the end, don't have an ending because we want to move on just or, like the Ultraman may- had Maybe he things. was hoping it would get continued into an ongoing, and then it didn't. I hate because... when you end up having the last issue fall flat, and it's the worst issue of the entire miniseries. It's a shame. It's not awful, but it just no, ends in it... such a 
weird like done way like okay we we only have a certain it amount feels of time like there should be a, another issue next month and there isn't that's what it it definitely feels like it it feels like two arcs like trying to like end one arc and begin another but there's there's nothing to go we int- we introduce new characters that seem like oh, yeah i mean that. really and and like okay they're going to be important later if there is a later like everything ends up being the idea of ooh is this going to continue should i care i don't know Written by Kyle Higgins, uh, art by Oenon Ramirez, colors by Eric Arcinega, and letters by VCs Travis Land. Ham, this is uh, the new Darkhawk, and he has not gone unnoticed. Local weapons ring once the Darkhawk suit at any cost, including murdering Connor's best friend, Garrett. Out for revenge, Connor tracked down the leader, Mr. Colt, but Connor was no match. Luckily, with the help of Spider-Man and Captain America, he was able to put a stop to Mr. Colt's operations. So, or so they thought, and you end up with that, or so they thought it's just one panel at the end. I'm still around for Sean, a longtime friend of Connor's, has finished his mechanical upgrades and is ready to face Darkhawk head on. And we saw, you know, him getting those upgrades. But here we're dealing with Derek's funeral. And so they're there. It's a big thing. You end up having Connor have a lot going on. He has MS. He found out this could jeopardize his future with the whole scholarship and basketball stuff going on his dad is struggling to try to make ends meet the big thing with insurance all that stuff all wrapped into one but we end up at this funeral where you know you you could have more feels than what you get there's not many feels here because connor is kind of just kind of there like on the side trying to process everything he has a lot going on we see like kind of different groups of people we see the basketball team there all kind of dressed the same like they're a group and then we see connor off to the side dressed differently which i think makes sense because he doesn't feel like he's part of the team so much anymore he knows a lot more about what really happened with derek so he's he's feeling separate so i I think that works so you end up having a sister derek's sister come up just out of nowhere and just say we haven't haven't seen her before have we she's new no i think we haven't seen her at all and you end up where she's like hey you missed the good stuff the pizza stuff it's a weird conversation but she's trying to get things going and saying basically my brother looked up to you you were his hero, all these things just to make Connor feel worse because Connor blames mm-hmm, himself mm-hmm. for the death. All of a sudden, you get paparazzi taking pictures through the window of the funeral home where you have to get that idea. You're Which the hot super shot. super creepy. It's so bad, and we haven't seen this. I just got to say, they're outside a window and they're using flash. Yeah, yeah not it's gonna not going to work. Gonna work. It's just, uh, it's not, it doesn't work. So basically, what these guys are doing is for the headline, Future possible NBA player that isn't even in college yet at the funeral of his dead friend who was also on the basketball team. It doesn't really make much sense. I understand why this is here because we want this, this uh, sister is obviously having a rough time. Her her brother just got murdered and she's, she sees that uh, Connor's here and he's getting the attention from people. We see that a recruiter from their their college kind of comes and talks. To Connor at the funeral, which is weird. Gross. Uh, you know, even so that I, he would I, even I know. I understand what they're trying to accomplish, but it's it's, it's kind forced. Of it's forced. It's and clumsy. clumsy. It's very clumsy. The idea that you know we saw Connor and Derek walking around downtown. Nobody was following, taking pictures. Really, they ended up having certain people. You know, hey, the, hey, way to go there. I hope you do good at college. But this takes it up a level so that you can force the idea. You always get the spotlight, even at my brother's funeral. And then just to have the recruiter show up from Empire State University to say, you're a part of the family now, 
he hasn't told them yet that he has MS and his dad comes. Did you tell him? No, not yet. And and so these things are all forced. It gets a little bit better because then we do end up seeing that somebody else is there. And the mm-hmm. thing is that Sean, and this is bad news, Sean is there and also in a clunky way of not just saying, hey, I know your dog, huh? let's take this outside and I'm going to rip that armor from you. He alludes to it a bit, but then just comes out and says it a bit anyway. So they go and it's fight on. He ends up showing as the upgrade by his right. eye I, glowing I like this cable. Was okay because we even mentioned it that when uh, Derek was dead and Connor goes to investigate, he goes as as Connor and talks to Sean and gets no information. Walks out, walks back in as Darkhawk, gets the information, and like, well, he's not exactly being subtle. It it works out that yeah. Sean, not a complete dummy. Yeah. It's it weird, though. Sean ends up saying, though, at one point, like, I thought he was going with still the idea. You must have Darkhawk outside and told him. But then, like, I understand you're Darkhawk, and I'm going to take the armor. Let's go. They just leave the funeral, and it is fight on. They are fighting. And, and Sean, again, you didn't have enough time to develop the character as much, but you get that deal. He was a quarterback. It didn't work out for him. He ended up, you know. Fading out, and now he wants to. Now I can do my true work. You're, you're, you're standard peaked in high school. Kind yeah, of and now he wants to be something. He hasn't been anything, so he gets this upgrade. He's completely insane. He has the armor, so they're going to go toe to toe. The weird deal about this is then you end up having these news guys taking the. It's a weird. Everything seems forced to get to something where Darkhawk Connor gets thrown into this, you know, news van. I guess and these guys. Hey, get this on the tape. I'm like, okay. I guess you yeah. needed to show why I, they would be there to film uh, yeah, it. Yeah, so. I'd, I'd like to see a camera in that that panel. That would make it make and more sense. So they're yelling and they're going there. And then later, I thought because you end up also seeing later Connor's dad, who's working in a. I'm like, was that him? I, it's weird, but it's <laughs> not. But then you get some cool panels. The art's really good. But again, you're just really rushing things. You're so yeah, rushing. The, the, the character design for Sean's new powers is kind of generic. And I think that they don't really care much about Sean. So he is kind of generic. You're right. He's supposed to. I mean, this is the final issue and he's the big villain, right? Maybe not the villain behind the villain, but he's like the big he's the big opponent threat. to fight against. We should. He should be a little bigger, a little more he memorable, I think. He should be. And so you get this fight. And he ends up, I mean, it really just ends. You end up having... Yeah, they, they get on a train, and you know, they're, they're kind of fighting back and forth. It's kind of even, kind of, I hit you, you hit me. And then you say, I have a lot more pieces, says Connor, Darkhawk. And then these giant 1990s cable kind of guns appear. He literally blasts him into a, into a cemetery. Uh, yes. He knocks him, you know, two, three ways through Sunday, into a cemetery. probably loses his shoes. You end up where, again, though, the big thing leading up to this is we never really saw Connor learning to use the suit, really seeing things. And and remember, the whole idea of him and when he does this stuff and he comes out of it, it does affect his MS more, too. The, and the guns are what win the final battle, but they come out of nowhere. We didn't see any foreshadowing of this, nope, did we? no. I mean, uh, no. I mean, and even some of the things, again, remember the setups. And again, this may continue. Maybe we'll have more, uh, you know, minis. But I know we, we sound negative, but I, I want to see more of this. I do want to see because there's things like what, you know, he was all in Why am I smaller when I get in the suit? Oh, my God. I don't know how the suit works. We thought maybe you were going to play. And the big MS stuff kind of ends 
in this. That's kind of pushed aside to get this battle because, like I said, when he goes in the suit, instead of it repairing or, or getting, he ends up coming out. And when they did that brain scan, there were more of those, you know, fields mm-hmm. in his, in his mm-hmm. brain. So how does that affect it? But in this, you end up where you got to wrap it up, I guess. And so with well, they they do wrap know, it up. Sean, you end up having Miles show up to wrap up Sean. As if he needed to be there to end the thing to take him yeah, away, which kind of undercuts the whole arc of Connor, right? It he's does. Supposed, this is his his apotheosis as a hero. He's finally won his first battle. He's learned something, but Miles has to come in and and take and, it from and him. And that's what's weird about this issue being the finale and could be the end. I mean, who knows? But if it's an arc and we continue on, this is a bit of a downer. Kind of deal, almost playing off the idea of, you know, life isn't all peaches and cream just because you have a suit. And that plays into the MS stuff. So I don't mind that. But we're really rushing things. I mean, we get to a point then where Miles and, and Connor and he's just Connor here. And you got, hey, you're the basketball guy, right? Hey, let's go. And you end up where then we see that Colt is taken somewhere and he's being experimented he, on, he's tortured. In some, some he's sort in of chains. super prison. Yeah, he's in a super prison. And this is an art, this is an art motif we've seen a couple of times where they have stacked panels with centered faces in each. And sometimes it's the same character. This time we have different characters. First we get Sean in prison and then we get Mr. Colt who now, who he, he thinks that, oh, my, my designs are getting better. Yeah. Okay. So he's going somewhere. Then we see, uh, Derek's sister, who was not taking Connor's calls, so she has an arc that's just started. Right? We, her, she's this Amy's is somewhere. the connection then, and y- you need somebody else. You need some, and Miles is not going to be there all the time. You would get the idea that eventually, maybe, and we don't know anything about Derek's sister. Is she on the case, and then figures out, and that could be a a cool new member of the cast. Exactly. Whether she's kind of a semi-antagonist or if she gets inside the story, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We turn know. the page and then we get Connor's dad eating a sandwich and I guess he's working with a moving company? Moving company and he says that he needs this makes sense. He needs a job with insurance because of the MS with Connor, but with yep, that makes perfect sense. With that he looks like he's stolen that sandwich, possibly from the Beyond Corporation. I'm not sure. Uh, because he's like <laughs> looking sideways. There's, there's speak, also, yeah. I'm looking. It looks like a lettuce sandwich. I don't see it. That's nonsense. I mean, a salad sandwich. He ends up, and the guy who's doing the thing goes, no time for a bathroom break? Really? What does that mean? I don't even it's get that. It's weird because he's take, we see him eating a sandwich, <laughs> so he's on a sandwich break. So I don't know why you'd ask why you're not taking a bathroom break during your sandwich break. Yeah, and says no time for know. a bathroom break. Really, is it supposed to be like earlier? This guy had to take a dump, and then you end up having you know Connor's dad. Hey, we can't take that, and then sneaks off for a lettuce sandwich. The idea of this panel is to show us that Connor's dad is working hard to keep his son healthy, Hardly doing working. his best. He's eating a sandwich now. Remember, I think he's a teacher as well, and he was trying to get. So this shows that he has to take any job he can. So he's sacrificing, you know, his deal to make sure that Connor is going to get which the I, treatment. Which, which I, is like. nice. I think that's a good character moment, but just the way that the dialogue here doesn't support it as well as it could. And then the next panel, we get Miles back at the pastry shop where the waitresses are all crazy and laughing about him. And is he? <laughs> is this supposed to be right after the fight and that he's talking to Connor? I thought he was talking to Connor, but what's going on? They they better they're hardly working. 
What are they doing in the background? They're all laughing it up, and I don't get it. But the, the tone of it is funny because the other five people in these two pa- in these panels are all very serious. And then Miles is like laughing and eating a donut and maybe <laughs> flirting with the waitresses. I don't know. And it feels out of place. It, I don't it feels know what, weird. I don't know what this panel is supposed to be showing us. We supposed it shows Miles as not getting it. He's yeah, yeah. I think it's supposed to be he's the light, but it, it is like he's not getting. Previously, it. We, we've seen Miles as you know the mentor, the helping out this new guy, understanding, giving good advice, and here he seems as oblivious, which is odd tone. The big deal here, he goes back to the basketball team and mm-hmm. says, "Hey guys, I have multiple." sclerosis and they go we know he goes really and they go oh well not the ms i'm like well, that, that's a big thing <laughs> that's the thing that's really big to say you know <laughs> i mean we 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 took some blood samples and had some yeah, work done in the lab when you were looking what and and maybe you could have had the idea well we heard you and your dad talking maybe some i don't know but the idea, mm-hmm. yeah we know what you know i have ms ms holy crap no we just knew something was wrong. Well, obviously. And he, there's to be a better way to say that. But this is this is a nice moment overall. A little the dialogue, a little clumsy, but the team finding out what's really going on with their friend who they know is having a tough time, and they, they say, "Yeah, we support you. We're family. You're part of the team. We're part of you. You're part of us." It was a nice moment. Yeah, and you have MS. That doesn't, you know, we're gonna go and do that. And then I wanted somebody in the back to go. What about Derek? Like, uh, do you not remember that you were just at the funeral? I just wanted them to say, (laughs) we're going to go out and win. Let's do this for Derek. Yeah. No. They're like, yeah, this guy who seriously looks like some sort of manga character with that hair. uh, He did. (laughs) That guy just pops out of nowhere. He's like, we're family. And by the way, I'm now starting because Derek's dead. Give me a fist bump. And they go off to go. And you end up where? You have the coach. Are you going to be okay? He knows. And he says, I don't know. I think so. I guess the only thing I know for certain is that my whole world is about to be different. Then we go off Which is into, nice. Yeah, it's nice. That's I a think nice little he's reflecting because we know it's different because he's Darkhawk. But he's saying because he's got the MS, he needs to deal with his future and college and scholarship. I kind so of wish it ended with that. And that's got, yeah. And that's that's where the book stops. There's no more panels. Nothing. <laughs> no. What a what a nice little. Oh, yeah, oh, I thought oh, that oh, that would be panels. a really nice ending to be like, all right, because that's what it was all about. That whole deal. And yeah, we had some bumps in the road, whatnot. But then we just go to the mothership, outer space, and it's Dark Hawk's ship. Who then says, "Don't worry, Connor. Everything changes." And we, I mean, popping right. the we claws. Got, okay. Then we've got a Dark Hawk speaking. And we've got another Dark Hawk in some sort of a Bacta tank situation. Is is the one inside? My, my my theory is that the Dark Hawk armor inside the purple light is what goes to that's Derek's. Yeah, that's what I think and as well. This other guy is from Dark Hawk world. Yeah, wherever that is. And what what gets me in this is when he ends up because hey, my whole world's about to be different. And then you have this other Dark Hawk, you know, Dark. Hawk world. Don't worry, Connor. Everything changes. So is he eavesdropping through the armor? It through the seems. Gem? It seems that. Now, with that, I, I I don't like the tone of it. For some reason, it almost feels like, hey, we might continue this later. It says the end. And maybe when we continue, maybe, hey, we'll cure that. It, it goes against everything that, you know, in my mind, that everything changes. It may mean nothing, but it does seem like if things go on, maybe the suit would cure the end. And we didn't want that. We thought that that would be really bad. I was hoping for like an 
And the other books, the other uh, issues, yeah, we had gone. a little afterwards, little chat, little context. And it's weird that it's gone. That's why I Thanks got that. Thanks for reading, everybody. Let us know if you like the book. Maybe we'll continue it. Nothing. Yeah, we had an interview with a expert on MS who was talking about the different things and a lot of things like, "Hey, were there any athletes that ever had MS?" Oh, yeah, there was an NBA player, like stuff like that, little tidbits, and then gives you a little way to go off to that in this final. I know, I thought so as well, and I thought that again that weird tone, like. At the end, I'm like, oh, and that kind of led to that it, yeah, feeling it, it as well. It seems like maybe it's, it's bad blood or not an agreement between weird, the creative right? like, team and editorial. Or like, something. We're just not doing that. Or they were just rushed. It seemed rushed. It seemed like this was like, we got to tie everything up, make an open-ended deal in case we want to continue. But this is ending. I ended up sending a note to Kyle Higgins on Twitter. And okay. asked him, is this a, and I'm checking now for, you know, hope, but he, he hadn't gotten back. <laughs> I don't know that he likes me. He actually at one point had suggested coming on the DC Comics podcast. And then when we were going to go set it up, he went real dark with it and never talked to me again. So I don't know mm. if he heard something or didn't like, you know, the, our approach to things, but I, I love him. He's one of my favorite writers. So I'm trying to load up Twitter. Of course, it's not loading up right now. But maybe here it is. No, no response. No response. I just wanted to know, was this going to be an ongoing? Is there plans? All these things. But no words. So we'll just end up giving the score. I. Oh, yeah. I I see. If you just look at Kyle Higgins' own Twitter, the only post about this is on January 12th, where the, the artist sent some nice things to him. And he wrote back. Ah, dude, the pleasure was all mine. This was so it much seems fun. Seems like and so it's rewarding. over, right? We I should do that. some more transforming superheroes together. Not yeah. like, hey, more you dark know, rock. yeah, and like, oh man, I can't wait for what's next for getting now. I think that I think yeah. that the sales probably weren't good enough to get this That's going. A bummer, and it's this a bummer. Was a fun we like book. It. Yeah. It, it's kind of felt like a throwback. It felt like well, we we it's we saw Darkhawk in. Uh, Devil's Rain. Yeah, Devil's Rain being so taken down. So it is down. connected at least a little bit to the Marvel Universe, but it felt like a nice, a nice it was different to have. too, right? Sure. It felt yeah. different. It had that MS thing that seemed like, okay, you're doing some things here and that's pretty cool. And then it just kind of ties up here. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll give you my, I'm a 6.5. I, I actually really suggest people check this out. If you don't buy it, just wait till it comes out. And it's already, some of the issues will already be on the, uh, Marvel unlimited app check it out there if you have it because i think it's worth reading it's just it ended up kind of wonky uh what would you give it i'm gonna be a little more positive and call it a seven okay. just because i i like the character i liked seeing some of the emotional connections with him and his team and his dad and i can certainly see why you'd go lower than that but i i thought it was enough to give it a seven yeah even with the, the craziness at the end okay well we're gonna move on to the next book uh, hopefully we continue this, you know, up attitude here, this, this great attitude, but we'll, we'll see because it's Kate Bishop. Uh, yes. And Hawkeye, Kate Bishop here, uh, ready to go. And it is written Onward by. Onward and upward. Oh my God. Marike Anishkan. Strength to strength. Pencils by Anid Balam. Inks by Oren Jr. I wish he was also a junior. Oren Jr. Jr. The Oren Jr. The third. The, the fourth. Color artist is Brittany Peer and letters by VCs Joe Carmagna. There is no real recap except that Kate Bishop's a private investigator, Dull Dubber, all that stuff. And then we get a long bit of text, and I'm not reading that. So we're going to go into this where we get back to 
the resort chapitel in the Hamptons. Now, in this issue, you do end up seeing fully that this is a callback thing to the, you know, the big Matt Fraction, David Aha deal where you ended up having me and Stork on our Patreon ended up doing that for the book. Yeah, a nice little coincidence there. Yeah, so you end up where at that point in one issue, you ended up having, you know, the circus, the Cirque du Soleil, the Jerks du Soleil, all that stuff going on where that comes full circle, that this is them upgraded. But again, the stuff has made not much sense. And really the whole idea of this book it just seems like random scenes to kind of give you some information on Kate. And hopefully you watch the TV show and maybe you like this. But it, it's very odd because you end up having people, you know, like the Stepford Wives type deal. People are being controlled. Are they? Aren't they? Who is? What not? And you end up having the staff coming after Kate, her sister, and Pizza it's, it's Dog Lucky. I mean, the art says it's the staff. The art 100% says these are all people wearing red suits with red bow ties i don't think and they have like ears you know little headphones go to their ears these are not guests no they're not guests. the text keeps saying the guests are being controlled but the art says it's the staff and i think it's like the artist and the writer don't even want to talk to each other no they're not even talking because yeah you end up having kate now with that what you should be saying here as susan kate's sister says no 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 she should say you can't kill people. Also, they are thinking that these people with these bracelets are being controlled. Even if it's the staff, you can guess maybe they are being controlled. You can't kill them. They're not doing this of their own volition, please. Even so, you're a hero. You shouldn't be killing anyone. No. And and so Susan has stopped. Kate, you, you, they're the guest. You can't kill them. Okay, I guess I'll do this a different way. Says so she knows that. Then ends up looking at everything, showing that she's on the scene. This is what she does. I don't know why she's looking at random tree branches and a a roof, but she does see. And I thought that what this is leading to is a trick shot to actually get all of these bracelets knocked off. So these people we saw when they that would make sense in a superhero book. And the guy ended up kidnapping that girl, ghost girl. Uh, and when they took the, remember, they took the bracelet off. And he's like, where where am I? He's still under a net somewhere. Yeah. And remember, he's Bleeding like, where he's am been I? Shot. I? I don't understand what happened. So you would guess that you would have Kate figure out, okay, if I can get these bracelets off of them, they're not going to attack me anymore. And we can figure this stuff out. No, she ends up, ju- at one point, she does a, I, I think she's breakdancing. She's doing a head spin. To then whip her thing around, then just to shoot the girl she was going to shoot, shoots her in the foot. Like, you really did a lot of, you know, preamble to get that shot off and do not much. And then you just have her go all out. Trick arrows. This one guy gets hit with right, the goo. Goopy and, arrows. Yeah, yeah, kicks one guy in the face, poor guy. And everybody's going. And then she ends up, you know, knocking out one of the surveillance drones and gets her sister and Lucky. And they end up. On top of the roof in a way that then these people, including the girl who shows up, I guess, Fifi from that from that Matt Fraction. This this girl has arrows sticking out of her head. I thought at first that Hawkeye had just shot her head up. Flat and arrows. you would think boom, that. Boom, 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 boom. Because she just we haven't seen this character before in this issue, in this book. We've seen Kate shoot a bunch of arrows. I'm like, oh, my God, that, that lady's going to die. And, and the funny thing is in Matt Fraction's run. 
it's this girl's look and that's the girl if you read that first volume of that matt fraction run it was a girl that kate then went fifi. under disguise as fifi because she wanted to then go and infiltrate and have arrows she was pulling them out of her hair that's the only reason that was there all of a sudden she comes back has not changed her look at all but yet when you get her here a lot of people would be like holy crap kate what did you do and how is this woman alive it looks like she has been shot. Looks like a, a, a real big, a real big Steve Martin fan from back in the day. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm a wild and crazy a guy. Wild yeah. and crazy <laughs> so, guy. so you end up with that going on. So what is going on? They end up like nobody's looking up on the roof. You saw that she just disappeared. There's only a couple places. Now, I, I guess you look at the first panel. She made like a smoke bomb go off so that they kind of blocked. But somebody should look upwards. They're not even trying to really hide that much. No. Kate's standing up. I just, they're leaning over the edge. Yeah, they're what, they're talking. What's going on here? And so, yeah, they're like, oh, my God, where did she go? I don't understand what this is. And it just ends up. It's The thing is, this book started off worse than it, it's gotten a little better. It just doesn't mean anything. And it just ends up being goofy when you go to read it. It's kind of boring. Yeah, that's the it's, problem. It's poorly told and it's boring. So it doesn't make me want to figure out what's happening next. Yeah, so what you end up with Kate and her sister, even that, are you really that interested in her sister yeah, and her getting along? I think that's along? supposed to be the heart of this book, is her relationship with her sister and her sister on the up and up. And so we get this bit where they go, they fight back and forth a little bit, and we find out that what they're going to bond over is it turns out that their dad was a real jerk to both of them. And that's what they're bonding over. And not only that, it, this it kind of goes crazy at this point. Because the ring they're looking for was a key. Okay, ring to a key to something. But I guess it's a key to a cosmic cube fragment. <laughs> it's a fragment of the cosmic cube. Does a cosmic cube belong in this book? I, I don't know. It doesn't this... feel like it belongs in this book. It, that feels like so much huger than some, some exactly. circus people stealing jewelry. I don't know the established backstory of their father and things like that. And what's weird about this... But apparently, her, their dad murders a dude because he can't find his cosmic cube fragment. Excuse I just needed to have a Steve Martin there. It took me a while. <laughs> this is the problem here, is what I wanted to see here. And maybe they're trying... The play here is almost like the, <sighs> hey, where were you? There were only one set of footprints. That's when I was carrying you. You almost get this idea because you end up having Susan say, I was always there for you, even when you didn't think. I thought what we were going to see is this juxtaposition of what really was happening to Susan. Once she gets a reality bending you know, part of the Cosmic Cube and then she was able to warp reality so that Kate had a good upbringing that she thought she had. But really, it was her sister. It almost plays out like that, where she's like, oh, my God, I didn't know that you were there all along. We fought back our own way. But you end up seeing both of them really have some bad times. And what did you get there? I don't even understand. For those of us who joined us on the Patreon episode, we had Electra, where we had a current day story. And we had flashbacks to a past story that really illuminated the character and it was done in a way <clears throat> where it's understandable, entertaining, illuminating, and it, it worked really well. 
Bing this bang. is the opposite of that. It's the opposite. We're supposed to get this this big emotional moment of her bonding with her sister over what a jackal her dad was. Yeah, it's not well done technically. It doesn't flow. She says that she has that friend. Her dad's just killing people because she, I mean, really, Susan, yeah, you got to keep this away from your dad, right? But seriously, this guy's murdered people for it. And so you end up where it's almost like they're laughing. Oh, those good old days when dad murdered people. Oh, my goodness. We are closer than we should be. Oh, my God. Remember when he didn't want you to get married? I'm like, what is going on? And then up, that's when he left. I'm like, what is this showing? And so maybe, again, like Fifi showing up, maybe we just aren't in the know. But please get us in the know. That's why you're doing this. You end up, you can't have Fifi just show up out of nowhere with arrows in her head. Assuming that everybody knows that character right away, and you can't assume that everybody knows a backstory of their father, uh, because this is our first, my first introduction to even Susan. So I need more, and you're not getting it. And then you just wipe that away to say, I don't really like the circus. And then I saw Phoebe. I think this is the same people that were using the mind control to steal in the Matt Fraction deal. And it just feels like out of nowhere, like you're like, okay, we're just going to let that do some backup without us really doing the work. And then she's like, okay, you should leave. Oh, what? You want me to go back in the vault with the reality? No, no, no. You stay here. And then walks. And then all of a sudden, thanks for the tech hookup prodigy. She ends up having a Trojan arrow. I'm like, I don't even know what's going on now. I mean, Prodigy was also part of the Young Avengers, so it kind of makes sense. They'd have a connection. But so she's got this app on her phone that tracks something. Tell me, Jim, <laughs> what is she tracking? I don't know. It's the Trojan Arrow. So is it is that the wink, wink of you have to find something that is disguised in broad day? I don't know. I, I said there. What are they? Are they tracking? She didn't put a tracker on anything. She's not tracking the ring. I don't know. What is she tracking? She's tracking the next scene in the comic book. Exactly. The the big thing would be, now, here's the thing. You get the idea they took the ring, but the ring is a key because I could say you could track a, a sliver of the cousin. That's not the thing. And they're like, oh, my God, we've got to do that. Everything is get the hell out of there and go to that vault where that key. But they don't do that. So with that, too, you even said with Prodigy, even when she calls Cassie, this is stuff, Young Avengers stuff. That really is just thrown at you. So this this scene is it's an excuse to have some time to text back and forth with the other other folks. Can you she text? Can you get to America? I may need a hand later tonight. Cassie says I'll buzz right off, which is confusing because can you get to America or can you get to? And America? is that a wink, wink that it's supposed to be in code? But then she no, says, I, it's Cassie. That's a joke because Cassie is this bug based. Uh, so uh, now that's now that's a pun, Jim. That's a, it's not a good pun, but that is a pun. Later, she seems to send stuff to Clinton code, but she ends up I'll buzz right off. Cassie, no, Cassie, yes. That's just. That's just, oh, you made a bad pun. Yeah, it's that's just what that means. so bad. And so you end up, and that's Cassie Lang, you know, stinger when she was in the Young Avengers there. And, right. and so go with that. She's going. And then she ends up texting Clint. And again, this is more in code. Is this supposed to be like, hey, where I am, I'm fighting those circus freaks again from before? Because she just goes, I hate my dad. I hate the circus. I hate that I've been able to lounge. I haven't been able to lounge at the pool Clint's. Worry, don't worry about it. I'm on it. I just, I really need you to know. I hate the circus. I'm like, I don't think it's code. I, I think it's, it's just Clint. What must be there? Like, all right, whatever. Block 
contact and puts the thing down <laughs> because then she goes into a room then that's just uh, wacko. You know, these these uh, text bubbles are color coded. It would be nice if they weren't two very similar shades. Yeah, of I know because it's both Hawkeyes. I, I know I know they're both Hawkeyes. <laughs> I get it. I know why. But give us give me a little chance where I don't have to zoom in and, and see the the name. Yeah. Who's, who's who. And then as the little wink wink two of the personal deal, he calls her Katie, which Susan has been calling her Katie. She keeps saying my name's Kate. Don't call me dude. And ends up where you're the only one who's allowed to call me Katie. All right, I'm honored. All right, let's go. That's fine. Yeah. Go into this deal where you have a crazy room, a bunch of weird things, and and you go and you see money lying around. I know. It's just weird. Like money with a. Because they're bad guys, Jim. So that's why they have money lying around. I I love that there's just money lying on every table. It looks like there's like a scavenger hunt going on here. And you end up where. Phoebe shows up. It's a tiara. Up. It's so weird. Like they, I know. they stole that from Power Man. Why do they have that eye there? And there's just money there. It's just weird. Uh, I, I guess the posters and the eye are supposed to be, oh, we can do mind control now. Uh, yeah, so these are I our guess. little how-to mind control items. And and this is the money. <laughs> it's so weird. She goes and Phoebe comes out and they're going to get, hey, didn't we have this fight like seven years ago? Let's get back to it. Oh, you didn't change your look? You should have. I should have killed you then. And that's where we get the blah, 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 take over the world, blah, 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 blah. Kate just beats the crap out of Fifi. And as this is going on, in the meantime, we do end up seeing that earlier. We haven't, we're going to be revealed to who the big bad is here. But earlier, you even have, and it's again that wink, wink that goes literal with the time of, oh, the Cirque is so 2012. That's when the Matt Fraction book came out. It's trying to be clever here. We're not that mm-hmm. anymore. I'm like, well, what do I care? And then at the end, you end up where you see this big bad. Hey, Miss Bishop Enchante, my name is Pasquale T-Bolt. And we, we have some loose ends to wrap up as she's still fighting Fifi, but you end up having <laughs> Pascal has Susan who looks upset. Now, also in this, and she has another bracelet back right, on. And, and Pascal has been the big bad we've been seeing at the end, the previous issues, looking through the, the cameras because we see the bracelet with the rings on it. Okay, this is who that's been. I love I don't know at why one we point, care, at one point earlier, Kate gets upset as if her sister has duped her because she had that bracelet on as well because she took the bracelet off of Susan. And but then her, she, sister, her sister told her these we're going to put on these fake bracelets to fake. fit in. So maybe... Maybe she thought her sister was pretending to give her a fake bracelet, but it was a real bracelet. But because she, she hasn't was thought she the... was controlled, though, herself, Kate, because she rips that one off. I guess you just don't need it anymore. But it's weird. And then your sister says, it was weird. I don't know what's going on here. My last one was red. Takes off this one. And then at the end, she has a red bracelet on. Like, she got the old one. I'm like, all right, I'll whatever. Uh, it just ends up being very odd. But she's there. You know, almost looking bored with the bracelet makes you bored. I think I have one on because I'm bored of this. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, really. Excuse me. Uh, because I just ended up like, all right, this book is just, it's not even wacky fun really anymore. It's just no, kind of boring. And yeah. things just happen. Nothing's set up. And you're just going in. At the end of all this, the idea that there is a vault with a sliver of a cosmic cube that everybody seems to be meandering about the chapiteau and not going and getting that is ridiculous. Also, look at this this getup. 
that you end up having Pascal have with these throwing names. It's just nonsense. <laughs> yeah, so. Nice and like a military epaulets. And, and at and the beginning, yeah. And... Oh, just crazy. In the whole deal, I believe also that the first thing that we did see with Fifi was she was part of a knife-throwing act where they were throwing knives at her on the spinning wheel. But that was yes. where she ended up where Kate ended up getting that wig and the, the arrows. It's just nonsense. But yeah. what would you I, do I, this? I, look, I looked up Fifi in one of the wikis, and it says, um, um, uh, abilities and skills, the ability to stand very still while someone else throws knives at Very her. still okay. and have a lot it's, of trust is what they ended up doing. Not, a, not the best possible superpower, but okay. I, I, I give this an I don't care five. Yeah, it's a five. Just a straight up boring five. It, it really is. <laughs> no. right. How much more of this do we got coming? I believe us? we have two more of this. Mm-hmm. Now we have the next book and the final book of the night. Another mini. We have a lot of mini series going on. This is a six issue. So we have a couple more issues of this. It's Dark Ages. Mm-hmm. It's Dark Ages number four. Now, with the idea okay, of Okay, Tom this, Taylor. Can Tom Taylor save us? Can he save the day? Now, with this that, we go so through this, day. right? We go through this, and this could always continue. You could have time, but it's not going to be Tom Taylor. He is exclusive at DC now. He's not going to be involved. So if they do end up wanting to do some things with this stuff, they can. And with me thinking they won't, this ends up really feeling like, really, we're still going on with it. I, I end up where it's big. It is bombastic. It is a action mm-hmm. movie on the page deal, but it really doesn't matter much, and it doesn't feel like it matters. But now, it's let's 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 talk about this cover for a second, just while we're starting it up. Now, the the title of the book is Dark Ages, and the artist kind of worked it in like in perspective on a on the ground. It says Dark Ages, but I guess the editors thought, oh, are people going to really understand that's the name of this book? So they had the letterer just kind of slap in the Dark Ages. I do like this cover. <laughs> uh, the cover also is very misleading if you go by well, the cover and what's kinda, in. Yeah, it kind of gives it. It it kind of gives weird. away a twist, but also the opposite. Yeah, that's the weird thing. It gives away a twist. It, it but tells you this it really cool way. things. Yeah, <laughs> it tells you this really cool surprise. You're not going to be surprised by because it it's on the cover. But also, they're fighting somebody else. Yes, yeah. So you have that going on. Uh, we go into this again. It's number four. It's Tom Taylor writing. Art by Ebon Coelho. Colors by Brian Reber. Letters by VC's Joe Savino. Just to point out, too, what's funny is Ebon with the inside. That's the artist of the cover as well. So maybe he, he even knew what was going on. He's like, screw this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to twist it. I'm going to, it's so weird. It's like, I'm going to spoil it, but it's not because it's a twist. And you kind of do. But, Tony Stark was abducted and taken to a cop apocalypse stronghold in Europe when Tony's allies sent Quicksilver on a rescue mission to speed to return under the evil influence of the Purple Man. The Human Torch was killed before Jean Grey managed to free Quicksilver's mind. Quicksilver then revealed that Apocalypse is using a group of mind-controlled heroes, including Mr. Fantastic, to create electricity using the captive Magneto. And that's the big thing is, damn you and your electricity. Apocalypse. We're in the right, dark and, age, and that was we left that way back before Thanksgiving. Yeah, had and a delay yeah, there's book, been a big delay, which is odd because if you remember, if, if people would remember, this book was announced, and then the whole COVID thing happened, and it was put on the shelf. I thought that all these were done. I thought everything I was done. I would think so. I thought Tom Taylor was done with it. Maybe they changed some things up. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe it was that whole paper shortage thing where they yeah, had it, it might all have done. Been. They it's just a weird deal. It. It's a weird delay. 
And the book seemed to be selling pretty decently. So you would think that some of the other books, if it was a paper shortage, maybe you'd have to, you know, pick and choose. And this might have been one to get out there. But when you jump into us, you can tell when you first go to read it. Holy crap, it's been a while since we, we talked about this and read it. Yeah, I had to go back and remind myself all the weird things that happened. So what you end up happening to start off is you get, you know, the wow factor. It's an Elseworlds deal, so you're going to get that where you end up having, you know, a bunch of things with a moldable man manning a right, boat. The, the, the whole point is to see where are our familiar heroes, where are they in this new world? That's the whole point of this book. Yeah, basically. And so, and, and the cool thing about this is some of these characters could be pretty cool figures, the things that you kind of get from a lot of these Elseworlds deals. Um, but it just ends up, I don't know. It just feels like everything, like you said, is just to say, Hey, here's this guy. Here's that guy. Here's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And really all this is, is a big, you know, helicarrier that is now a sailboat that's being powered by storm. That is, you know, going to get these refugees out of Europe and off to Wakanda, off to Africa. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to skip. I don't want to skip past. So we, they like to. They show us the, the right Kurt we see in his kind of swashbuckling pirate outfit, which we've seen before. And I'm telling you, they they have uh, Madrox here who's crewing the ship, and they say though he's here because he can crew the ship, saving room, I guess. He only goes back to one person at night and gets enough people to run man the ship. But I'm telling you, the only reason he's in this book is for this one text box. <laughs> you know what about because multiple man became multiple seaman. <laughs> and you know that was just Tom Taylor trying to get a multiple seaman joke in the yeah, book. Yeah, and I'm like, but really? you know, in my younger days, Jim, I'm not bragging or nothing. <laughs> but anyway. I'm telling you, I'm too old to laugh at that. And I did. I laughed and I'm laughing again. Oh my God, it's multiple semen. <laughs> we don't, we don't see him again in the book. So he's only, that's only there for the joke. <laughs> it's just there for that. Even the idea, this whole thing is Colossus. So they have Colossus and he's, you know, throw down the anchor where here he ends up. It's pretty cool. I would not be yeah, standing anywhere near under it. I mean, if, if he ends up, I mean, eventually <laughs> yeah, he's going to oh drop this, right? I mean, this can't be that he's just going to hold it forever. These yeah, people are just hanging. This chain weighs like three oh, and a half tons. These people are just, just hanging, hanging out. out. Look like college kids. Hey, what up? You hit into the quad to do some hacky sack? They're dead. And yeah, you so you have Storm who has actually powered this. There's a weird play that I thought was a little misplayed by the end, but you give that everybody's mm-hmm. giving their full effort. This is a, a you know everybody hands on deck, everything going. Yeah, and she is exhausted. Out of this uh, Europe, controlled by the bad guys. Apocalypse, and they're bringing him to. Now they're coming to Africa. Are they in Wakanda? Well, you end up having. Is Wakanda bigger now? Is Wakanda yeah, expanded? Yeah, I guess because you end up T'Challa end up coming and saying that Wakanda will always open up their their doors to yeah, anybody. As, as in far Europe, as I so. knew, Wakanda did not have a coastline. I thought Wakanda was kind of in the middle. I know it's vague. It's the Marvel universe, but yeah. And again, maybe they just had to expand Wakanda. And you do see, I mean, in a, in a play, you do see that maybe some of these things may be being built. I don't know. I, I saw one thing, but. It must be that we have to go because there's 112,000 refugees on this boat and you end up having more. They, and it's supposed to show you the scope of this. Hey, did you get everybody out of Portugal? No, we're going to get them. Hey, everybody can come to Wakanda. I think that when storms like T'Challa, like maybe they're, you know, at some point we're going to run out of room or something, but 
I, I think that I'm going to be cynical and say that was just Tom Taylor putting in an open borders blood. Yeah, it's just the weird deal. Where, but yeah, anybody can come and they have to get them. Then you get some fun things because you do see that they're married. Yeah, they sweet. have a kid. It's very nice. The girl's cute as Nico Susanna. And I like when she comes in and, and even her dialogue is you really see that she's smartest ever. I mean, she's a little kid and she's really smart talking. But the idea that Storm finds out that Okoye did not make it, that she's not. And I'm like, Daddy said I'm not going to see her for a long, long time. And yeah, you and get that look. she was one of the look. ones killed by Quicksilver last yeah, time. Yeah, so you get that look. And hey, we'll talk about it because they end up having to go talk to Nick Fury, Kurt, all these because they want to now go. And Pepper comes over and says, hey, I thought some of the transitions were a little wonky here. But they end up going off to say, we need to get back. We need to get back to Europe. We're going to go and stop this. We're going to go and attack. Yeah, there's a lot of plays in this book where I go, oh, was that person here? Like, oh, what? Where? I didn't know they were on the ship. I didn't know they were here. So we see we see Pepper in the, the steam-powered Iron Man armor, which, again, that's it looks cool. And that's why it's here because, oh, it would look cool to have Pepper in the Iron Man armor. Yeah, that's but the you only see reason. the steam. It's billowing smoke. You know, they don't – Greta may not be around to yell at them for, you How know, the whole you? global – I guess global warming is the least of their problems. With the whole electricity down, maybe it's a tit-for-tat deal. So you end up where they go and say to Nick and Kurt, we're going to go. We're going to go and, you know, stop this. We're going to go rescue mission. We're going to take down some things. You end up Dr. Doom really. turn right back around. Now, it's confusing because this ship takes 100,000 people, and they want to go and kind of raid with like a, a a smaller group of people. Maybe, let's say, two dozen people. That's still you got to have a smaller ship. And they say that's the weird. Why? Why would you take? I don't know. This... I, because you have to have Nick die. I guess. Spoiler alert. Because Sue says, just give us a small ship. I think that the only reason that they take this is because, and that's the setup of, hey, everybody out of Portugal. Nope, we still have a lot. Well, well, open arms. So I guess they're going to do a two play, maybe. That the idea is, well, we go back, we'll get the refugees, you but go you, do your you nonsense. You really think that if you want to rescue, the police need to rescue a, a kidnapping person and also get some donuts, they're going to send two cars out, right? Yeah, you would think. And and the thing is, with that, it also then pushes Storm because then, hey, it's steam-powered, yeah, you can has do to push that. This. And okay, I, again, I don't know the geography here because they leave Wakanda, say, and they arrive 10 miles offshore Portugal the same day. Yeah, it seems. And the weird so thing about it. So that's got to be, what, at least a 1,000 miles? Yeah, I mean, storms really 10 pushing. miles away? This is the weird thing. You end up having T'Challa say, listen, Storm is tired. She can't do this. Just use the steam power. And then Storm says, no, no, no. Something like this needs to be fast. Let's use my power. I'll be able to do it. Hey, all hands on deck. I'm willing to do that. When they get to the point where they're 10 miles out and there's warnings, there's going to be the Raiders, there's going to be this, there's going to be that. And when they get 10 miles, why don't they just use the steam power for those 10 miles? It's just 10 miles. Keep going. Sure. You know, Storm can go and take a nap. Whether or not you're going to be that quick, you're not going to be able to. You're on a helicarrier. You're already showing us that you're not really going in undercover. At this point, you could even say 10 miles out, they get on a smaller boat and go in covert mm-hmm. no they just stop and they end up saying yeah we need to have storm rest you've already spelled out that this thing can go steam power just do it it's only to set up 
and attack, and you end up right. again. We need to stop here because this is where the next yeah minor and, boss and battle right is. before the minor boss battle out of nowhere, and, and in a weird deal, we hear a scream, and it's crazy. It's crazy because we reckon it's a weird way to play out that Danny and May Parker have ended up stowing away, which you knew We've they got did. the stowaways. Yeah, I mean at the beginning. Where you have everybody saying goodbye and you see the team separating. You have some okay stuff. Hey, Elsa Bloodstone, you're not coming with us. You're, it'll be tough without you. Oh, you'll make do. Hey, Blade, kill Dracula. You see him. And if you see the Wolfman, ask him what the up. The Wolfman. And so you end up where you had uh, Mary Jane say, hey, May didn't want to come see you. Say she didn't want to right. say goodbye she, because she's, she's back worried. With Danny. No, no, no. You knew wink, right wink. away she was. Yeah, she was stowing away. Please and plus, Mary Jane, get get her butt out there and say goodbye to her father. But you end up where they stowed away. Say, say goodbye. Say goodbye to your Reed Richards looking dad. Yeah, just loud. yeah. Say goodbye to him because I think he's gonna die, and I'm already looking at T'Challa as my next husband because I think Storm might as well. So you end up where <laughs> they they well, stop. They can do exactly. There, so you, you know. end up. Yeah, really. You end up where the two girls come out. It's, good it's to a be the cute king. scene. Why? It's like so weird to just have this boom. Well, because they want because they want these kids in the next issue. Yeah, exactly. So they have to be there. Well, you end up then all of a sudden the ghost raiders show up. This is now really similar to the Avengers Forever. I mean, we get this whole, you know, you're always going to get these things, but it's okay. Nick Fury. Right after, I, I love the point where Nick Fury before us to say, you know what, Peter? I love this world. I, I just want to take one last look to say one how One more week till retirement. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. We really worked hard for it. I hope it continues. Boom, he's dead. I'm like, oh, he's, my goodness. He's got a grappling right hook through the chest. Through the chest. There's no coming back from that. And then ends I up getting yeah, pulled out. That up, no. And then you end up where things are just... Like I said, bombastic. It's just there. Yeah, Sue ends up blocking the Gatling gun, Ghost Raiders deal, and Kurt in the middle of it goes, "I gotta jump into the to ocean and find Nick Fury's gotta body. Save Fury. I'm I, I save his body. And I don't think you're gonna save him there, no, Kurt. No, no. And maybe you know, maybe we find out out of just nowhere that Nick Fury now is a mutant. And Krakow will bring him back. But you end up with and, all and this, this going fight, on. We, we see apparently Pepper is on board. We haven't seen her. We see Iceman is on board. He's fighting. We haven't seen. He appears in. The, I, I don't know where he came from. You have the Wolverines. Cool. I love Gabby, but there's not. Yeah, enough. we knew they you were there. Up, you know, that Colossus ends up double, you know, fastball specials. But when, when Kurt's like, I'm going to go off and get the body. I'm like, no, no, we got a fight going on, Kurt. You got to get back here. There's bad things. And so the whole thing was, are we going to be able to get close enough? Because now they're on the move, seemingly now using the steam power. If you look, there's billowing, you know, smoke. But they have to get close to the guardians of the port. This is what ended up getting spoiled from the cover because mm -hmm. that is Ant-Man and Fing Fang Foom. Where again, in the middle of this awful battle, Nick Fury has just got run through and thrown in the ocean. And you have May Parker go, ah, this is a monster. Yeah, it is. Peter's got smile grinning from ear to ear. I'm like, be appropriate, buddy. You just saw your buddy die. And yeah, you have Fing Fang Foom coming and uses fire to get the ghost. And it, it didn't really make much sense, but it just ends. Well, he that. does shoot the fire at the ghost and then he steps on him. Yeah, he steps so. on him. I think the fire's like, they're like, really? 
And then they step on him like, oh, no, we can't swim. But they, they get to draw a picture of Ant-Man riding Fin Fang Boom. Yeah, I, I thought that maybe with that being the – it should have been a full page in my mind, a full page spread. That's already on the cover, I guess. They, they figured like, – already, you already saw So it. there you go, except on the cover, they're fighting Nick Fury and Wolverine. But, yeah, you end up stomping on this. And then it's just, the weird thing about this is stomping on them, like, again, I have to give it credit. I'm not checking the page count. Actually, when I turn, I'm like, holy crap, it's over. Like, it seemed weird to then end there. But you end up, hey, everybody, we got you. We, we saved the day. But at what cost? It's like, oh, no. And that's the only reason to bring back Nick's body is just so nobody has to yell out to Ant-Man. Hey, Scott, Nick Fury's dead. He gets to see it. Oh, no. And yeah, he's dead. And I don't know. It looks like Gabby has some problems. I mean, they're all have problems there. Uh, but yeah, that ends the issue. It says next, Crossing Europe. I like this for what it is. It's just nonstop, balls-to-the-wall action type deal. Yeah, a lot of stuff it's... seems to be lost in the translation. It doesn't feel like a full story to me. Is what it's, I get. A lot at the of end. things are put in because it'll look cool for one page and never be mentioned. And again. a lot of people like that. And if you just want to have it's fun fine. and see different characters, different deal. But a, a Tom Taylor, we you know read a lot of Tom Taylor stuff, especially Elseworlds stuff where he does shine. This ends up it, it's real thin. The story pretty mm-hmm. much still is just apocalypse kidnaps people. We got to stop them. Boom. You don't really get much and of we the didn't, overall we didn't pay feel. off the cliffhanger from last time. No. Last time we saw Apocalypse with Carnage, and I guess we get that next time, but we were let to yeah. believe we get it this time. So Yeah, so a lot of this is just, you know, scenes after one another and don't really they don't make me at the end feel anything. First it's an Elseworlds, then you don't have the connective tissue in some of this to make a full story. And it just mm-hmm. feels like it almost feels like with Tom Taylor involved and what we know he can do. This feels like one of those that, eh, I got a side idea. I'll throw that yeah, out there. It's, it's almost a collection of trading cards. Here's a cool image. Here's another cool image. They don't really go together, but don't they look cool? Tom Taylor, and yeah, he kills people and these elsewhere things. But the best thing about Tom Taylor. <laughs> That's why the Joker is worse. Tom Taylor is worse. He, he kills He people. is. He does kill people. And he end up when this does happen, I said that the, the the beauty to Tom Taylor and some of these even Elseworlds things is that he makes you fall in love with characters you never liked or cared about and then kills mm-hmm. them. And then you realize, oh, my God, why am I upset that, you know, why if it was Madrox, it was multiple, whatever. Right. You end which, up, oh, my which God. works the first 15 times you see it. I had no feelings because of the pretty much this world's great. I hope it continues. And then Nick Fury dies. I had no connection. Ad- we just ended Fury. up seeing yeah. Admiral. We Give ended up just title. seeing him here. He went to Admiral School. And so there he goes. Uh, but yeah, I had no connection except for normal Nick Fury. So I ended up, oh, well, yeah, he died. <laughs> that, that's, it's a shame. Uh, and even then, I, it seems like time, I'll throw the girls in because then that, it, but even that, I'm like, really? Like, nobody checked. I guess it's a big ship. I mean, they, they don't have a lot of people on it. It would be funny to show the deck, and it's so sparse. Yeah, but one person on the one <laughs> side, it takes them like three days to even walk over to talk to somebody. Uh, it reminds me, uh, years ago, I took my kids when they were like four and six to Battleship Cove here, which you know, we have. It's kind of like the Intrepid, if you've been to the Intrepid. Mm-hmm. It's a giant battleship. Huge. You can barely see one into the other. 
but there was one place that both my kids wanted to stand on, and they were fighting over this yeah, one, just spot one spot on this huge battleship when they've got literally football fields. But and that's <laughs> that's what's going on in this ship. They all want to be in this one spot. Yeah, it reminds me of things. I mean, even if I end up going to you know me and you do a Death Note deal. It reminds me of L's apartment where he's got this huge mansion and then there's this little TV thing. Everything's on one corner. But yeah, by the end, the art's really good. And, uh, you know, the whole deal. But it just felt like a little lightened story. And I'm not really invested. I, obviously, it's a six issue. We have two more issues. We'll be doing those. But at the end, I don't think I'll be returning to this to read it again. So with that, I'm going to give it a 7.5. What would you give it? Uh, I'm at a 6.5. Okay. I wanted more story. Yeah, I'm it's a little more positive, story, I guess, yeah. for the art and the characters. I just, but again, it doesn't upset me. It's one of the least upsetting books in a very upsetting week. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is what do they call the Electra book? Woman without Daredevil fear. Woman without fear. Yes. That is mine as well. Who is your gem of the week? It's tough my, this week. My gem of the week is Fin Fang Foom <laughs> for stepping on. The bad guys after they killed Admiral Fury. You know who my gem of the week? Tell me. Doc Ock is my gem of the week because... Which Doc Ock? We've seen lots of Doc Ocks. Doc Ock who gave that woman a handkerchief because she was upset (laughs) that the guy had conked his head. He was a gentleman, he was, and a scholar. I give him the gem of the week. What is your cover of the week? My cover of the week, I got to give something to this book. It is Thing Number Three. Okay. The cover shows the ever loving thing in the corner of a boxing ring. And I think that looks pretty cool. I don't want any parts of that book. And the funny thing is, we dissed the cover. I'm giving it the Dark Ages cover just because it's so crazy. And I'm going to give it hyper. Ivan okay. Coelho. It's, it's a pretty that. cool looking cover. I thought right? it was cool. It just it ends up being the worst thing though, as we're talking about. It. I'm like, damn it, that's a cover because it does spoil things in the twist. But you get a bunch of things going. But just on. just it if you saw cool. it on the shelf, you'd want to pick. Yeah, it. I, I'd check it out. I, I thought that it was pretty cool. So that is it. Ah, uh, Doc Ock, gentleman and a scholar. He is, as I say. Hey, but bye. that is it for the podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. I hope you continue to enjoy the deal with me and Jason going through. These books being, you know, more expensive in the coverage and also on time, which is big for me. So I thank Jason for that. Also, everybody, if you're listening and do like it, please rate, review, and subscribe it wherever you can. And then go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, and also our Patreon, weirdsciencepatreon.com slash weirdscience, where we have a bunch of shows a lot of marvel stuff and all of that but that is it thanks everybody also actually twitter go to twitter at ws marvel comics follow us we'll follow you back that's that but thanks everybody thank you jason for joining me once thank again and we will see you next week you are all weirdos weird science is the revolution weird science is the revolution Weird science is the revolution.